What's going on, guys? I'm Toasty Ghost, and I'm here with my co-host, Highly Lifted 420. And after numerous trial and error, I believe we have underway our first ever successful episode. It's our first episode that's successful, because my goodness, trying to learn this audio stuff is giving me a headache. Hey, try, try again. Eventually, <laughs> we will have success. Like, I'm thankful that I've got some buddies that I can be like, if it keeps giving me issues, they have a successful podcast, and I can just be like, yo, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? Right, figure out what they're doing on their side, maybe make things even. No joke, but uh, let's get ourselves started off here with a nice... Fat little bowl of some uh, Kush bomb. What do you say? That sounds good to me. I need to get me a little piece like this. Like a small one-handed little bong. Yeah, they're nice to have. Having a little piece like this is... It's fun to pass around because you don't have to be super careful with it. You can kind of just uh, one-hand it off and you don't really have to worry about it slipping out your fingers or anything goofy like that. Right, whereas freaking big old Bessie, if you're not paying attention and you try to hand her to someone, that's mm-hmm. a slip and a fall and she's dead. Like, oh, yeah. One I know day, there's been a couple of times we've done Bessie, that. She is a noisy bomb. Yes, she is. I know there's a few times where we've gotten ourselves fairly stoned and then not paying attention try to pass it to someone else and Mm -hmm. you just feel it almost slipping from their hands (laughs) have that little oh shit moment yep mini heart attack Mm -hmm. oh yes boy nice and milky (laughs) (laughs) go b.o.b. over here strange cloud You good over there? Oh yeah, lungs are feeling it tonight. After this, bud knocks you, kicks you right in the lungs. Right, drops a bomb right in your lungs. It's always good to have a weed that hits you in the lungs, though. Honestly, lets you know that you're really getting high there. <laughs> Dude, did you hear about how freaking Illinois did in their first uh, day of rec sales? No, three million dollars. Oh my goodness. In day one. That's absolutely wild. And honestly, that's kind of surprising because what I've heard from most people who actually have gone into dispensaries or at least know somebody that's gone in, everyone that I've heard opinions from has told me that prices are way Oh yeah, high. dude. I had some buddies, they went over there and they were going to try to pick up just because you know they can. Line was about six hours long, they said. Oh my goodness. And they said they had a buddy who actually got in and bought some. 200 for an ounce before tax. After tax, wound up being like $320. Oh, well, yeah. When you throw a 30% tax on it, I mean, yeah, it gets steep quick. 
Who's going to do that when you can just go pay a flat 200 on the market? No yeah. taxes, nothing. You go and buy it from your guy, you can get even better deals than that. I mean, Yeah, especially if you buy in larger quantities. I mean, don't be pushing no felony federal <laughs> shit, but... Yeah, yeah. No, just keep it enough for large personal use. Keep it all in one container. I've seen <laughs> so many shows, like on Live PD, where they got away with it because... It was all in one container, and they claimed personal possession. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that really can be your make and break, honestly, in a situation like that. When they see multiple bags, they instantly think that you're distributing it. Whether or not you got to divvy it up for X party, A party, you know, whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. they don't care. They're going to look at that as distribution and, you know, yeah, stipulations which I'd like be that. screwed because when I buy, like... I mean, even when I buy an ounce, I have to split it between my two jars. Mm -hmm. I don't have a big enough jar for an ounce right now, and I don't think I want a jar that big. Literally get screwed over by the size of your container. Yeah, that's stupid. Then I have to be there and like, no, no, man, that's that's like maybe two weeks worth. <laughs> if I get lucky, I might get two weeks out of that. It's like one week per jar. <laughs> yeah, but... I was talking to a customer at my work, and he was telling me that he was paying, because he went to one, he said he was paying $30 a gram. $30 a gram, on top of the 30% tax. Dude, that's more than whenever I started smoking. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's wild. <laughs> How they expect wild. anyone to want to willingly go pay 30 a gram, and then throw a tax? Like, I get the tax... And hopefully with Illinois, the tax from that will help them because, I mean, like, their roads are shit. They need the tax help. And the fact of the matter is that it won't. It'll go. It'll all go straight to Chicago because that's the main staple spot for Illinois. That's because that's the only city in Illinois anyone gives a fuck about. Everyone ever, that, that's all everyone ever cares about is the Windy City. So they're going to get all that tax money and they're going to put it into all their crazy expensive buildings and all their nice streets they have up in the city. You go anywhere else, though, and you're driving over potholes and... Like, they're the only state I know of that the highway department had to put up signs the next 15, 20 miles rough terrain on the highway. What in the hell? You had the money for the sign, the time for the sign, but you couldn't find somebody to... <laughs> no, and your state is so poor that they're slacking on their roads. Like, I feel like that should be a priority. You gotta be able to get around your state... Your state is used as one of the main highways for semis. Exactly, yes. Like, they cut very, through your state. I mean, they got to go to Chicago very, themselves, but they cut through to get to Maine, or not Maine, Michigan, Indianapolis. Like, Indianapolis is a huge semi-city. Yes, yes. And what are they going to do, drive around Illinois? Nope. You're going to hop on those highways and cruise straight on through. And that's part of the reason why a lot of the highways in Illinois are shit, because there's a lot of heavy vehicles driving it all the time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they did not use the proper pavement for trucks that big. No, they do not. Like, I don't think they were expecting to have that much semi-traffic when whoever designed their initial roads was not thinking straight. That, and there's... There's a lot of big factories out in Illinois. If you've ever been out there, you know what I'm talking about. Driving down a highway, you're going to run into a lot of open fields. But in certain sections, you're going to run into a lot of, like, freight facilities and 
manufacturing facilities that honestly looking at the outside you have no idea what the hell they're even making but all you can see is big smokestacks left and right with huge amounts of smoke billowing out driving down route three every single day on my way to work i smell some sort of like burnt oil smell and i used to think it was my car every time because i drive an older car but over time i kind of figured out it's not my car it's literally the smell that's from the factories and I can't imagine how many miles of radius you smell that sort of thing. You can't right. even wonder what the heck they're pumping out. And who would want to live in that area? And knowing that Illinois is hurting for money, who knows what kind of, you know, shady stuff they could be doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shady things are going on behind the scenes. Dude, what if that happens to be the uh, drug burning facility that you're smelling? That, now that would be something. The drug incinerator? Because that's how they get rid of it. It's just massive incinerator. That sure would be something. Because that smell, I've never smelled something like that before. Like, the first thing that comes to my mind is burnt oil. But it's not really the same. It's just kind of similar. I mean, I guess I could imagine that being a concoction of a bunch of drugs burning at once. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they do I don't know if they individually burn them or if they burn them all at the same time. The only thing I know about it is those guys have to, like, fully suit up. <laughs> yeah, you'd be the most... <laughs> you would be so oh, blitz. Oh, man. Holding Travis Scott here, you'd be the highest in the room. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine it, like, if they did burn them all at one time, the guy being in there before they needed suits be like, all right, got a little weed, got some DMT, some acid. Some fucking meth. Yeah, a little heroin, and then just all of that fumes. Oh my god! I don't know if I don't know if acid can be burnt, but the rest of those, they're all burnable, and you're gonna inhale all of that. I feel like at some temperature, acid would vaporize at least, maybe not burn, but at least vaporize to a point that you could inhale it. So you feel like it would affect you to some extent? Yeah. I feel like it'd mix in there with the DMT. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, DMT is a smoke substance, and it has similar effects. Now, I'm not going to put DMT and acid into the same category. They're both psychedelics as a category, but I'll tell you what, DMT, from what I've read and watched on videos and documentaries, is on a whole nother level. Yes, it is want to experience it dude i was watching an interview i can't remember who was interviewing him but it was mike tyson and he was talking about how trying the dmt that comes from the toad like the true dmt he was saying that that changed his life forever like it gave him a completely different outlook and view on what life means yeah i remember people referring to that as the god molecule they do there's a specific word for it or a specific term for it, the scientific term. I can't remember what it was, but a lot of people call it the God molecule. It's something that, I mean, just hearing a name like that, you want to try no matter what. Like, no questions asked. We just had a party foul. That is true. Over here spilled beer. beer all over himself. No, no, none of it's on me. No, just on the carpet, which is okay. Okay. <laughs> the carpet's better than all down your leg. Exactly. <laughs> But we're kind of sad. That's why they got lids, man. You were literally talking about it having a closable lid earlier. I know. You got to be using that. I put the lid on and I didn't screw it on. (laughs) You don't blame the Kush Bomb. It's all the Kush Bomb's fault. Oh, yeah. It's not like the four shots of vodka earlier. No, that had nothing to do with that. (laughs) Nothing at all. 
Yeah, we may have uh, pre-gamed just a tad before we decided to record this. Hey, it's a night off. We know we don't have work tomorrow, so... Why not? Gotta have a good time. Work is so stressful. Being an adult sucks. You gotta have those nights where you just act like a kid and relax and do your thing. Yes, go back to those high school days when you had nothing to worry about but a stupid part-time job and your homework. <laughs> yeah, and homework. Shit, I didn't really even worry about homework because if I'm 100% honest, there, there was few classes, tests, quizzes that really challenged me in school. If it was a matter of passing a quiz, nine times out of ten I didn't study, and if I felt the need to, it was just memorizing some terms and memorizing some general definitions of concepts with the subject that we're learning, and that'll get you a passing grade. It's See, kind, of a, kind of a you know huge shell to crack open there, but I feel like the schooling system never did challenge me that much. See, I I wish now looking back that I didn't try so hard because I thought like school, like high school was everything, you know, to get into a college. So I would literally stress over the stupidest homework that I didn't understand fully or I didn't do to my satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And I would make myself physically sick and all for what I graduated with a quote unquote 4.1 GPA. And that doesn't mean shit now. Mm-hmm. And no there's one colleges cares. that accept every kind of GPA. Yeah, and C's get degrees. That's the saying. You only need a C to pass a college class and a C average to get your degree. Mm-hmm. And that degree is all they look at. They don't care what grades you got in college. And they don't have the time of day to even look into that sort of thing. No, and nowadays jobs don't even care about degrees. Google, Tesla, um... I'm pretty sure Apple started doing it. Like, if you can prove your skills, then they don't necessarily want, or not want, but they don't necessarily need you to have a degree. Right. Elon Musk himself has said that he doesn't require it with his employees. Which is a great thing. I mean, honestly, I think we need to move towards a society where we don't necessarily pay people based on a piece of paper. I think it should be something where if you have a skill and whether or not it's a skill that you got trained on, if you're good at something, inherently good at something, you should be able to make money off of that. And I think that's how everybody should be able to live. It shouldn't be a situation where you have to choose a career, go to school for it, go into debt for your degree, and then work the rest of your life trying to get that debt paid off. Once you finally get it paid off, then you're supposed to start saving for retirement. Right. It's just like, man, and dude, it just here's feels the, like a joke. Here's the thing I think is funny is speaking on retirement is the fact that like Social Security gets taken out of our checks every month. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that have stated by the time we are able to retire in today's society, me and you, mm-hmm. we won't have access to Social Security. It will dry up. Yeah, I've heard the same. We thing. are throwing our money away. Like, I'd rather have that money now. Be able to pay my bills, you know, pay right. off student debt. And that's a whole other thing. I've even had my parents tell me with uh, with people our age and our generation coming up, being, you know, in the early 20s, it is so much more difficult 
to be successful as a young person than it was back whenever our parents were kids. Yeah, but they still expect the same things from us. Exactly. And then some. (laughs) Just because of new laws that have changed and new things, new taxes, everything. And you know what's sad to say? And I'll give it to the older generations. Is they probably are a little better off to survive adulthood. Like our electronics are screwing us. The way they're teaching now through computers and everything, screwing us. Like I asked, (coughs) excuse me, I asked my niece the other day when I saw her at Christmas Mm -hmm. if she knew cursive. She only knows her signature. She said they don't even teach it anymore at her school. See, that's even surprising that she knows her signature. That's probably something that her parents taught her because I talked to so many, so many young guys at my work. As a salesman, I deal with the things that I sell a lot of younger individuals. And not that much younger than me. Usually a few, maybe a couple more years than a few at most. And they'll go and do their signature on the paperwork for, you know, signing off on the sale and everything. And it's printed. Yeah. That's that's my thing is like, you have to know your signature to sign off on official document. But like yet there's in, things in now a, in where like of law that's that's not a signature. No, that's printed. Yeah. And like there's things now online, e signature, you just type your name in and a computer generates a signature for you. And that is absolutely wild. That's generic that as fuck. That's scary. That's so there's scary. nothing to back that up. How like with your card, you're supposed to check your ID that has that signature, you're supposed to sign the back of your debit card. Right. How are they going to do that? People don't sign it anymore. No one ever checks it. Mm-hmm. Like, is no one any more worried about uh, identity fraud? Yeah. It, it seems to be something that we all just kind of let happen. And that's something else I kind of have always wondered about. And I feel like I should look more into it. There may be some people in the audience that are telling me I'm stupid for not knowing this sort of thing. But... Where does the FDIC get all of its money to pay for losses that happen all the time? They get bailed out by the Federal Reserve. Well, okay. Now, let's think about the fact of who all that money is going to. A lot of people that just hack into accounts, steal credit card numbers, put card readers on vending machines, gas pumps, ATMs, you name it. And in all these situations... Well, I shouldn't say all these situations. In a lot of these situations, in a very high percentage, I've heard that people are just essentially walking away because of the fact that they're smart enough to hack into this sort of thing. They're smart enough to walk away from it unscathed and not leave any footprints. Yeah, and sadly, these companies have it built into their insurance policies to cover these things. Right, so it's just like, instead of fixing the problem, we're putting a band-aid on it and from the goddamn Federal Reserve to pay for this. Here's a bigger issue. Where does the Federal Reserve get its money from? Do you know? They write a little signature on and a number, and that's all they need. Yeah, and poof, out of nowhere. And you know what that does to the rest of the world? It drops the value of the dollar, doesn't it? It inflates our dollar. Yeah, yeah. And it deflates the rest of the world, because there's only three countries left that don't have a central bank in them 
And the central banks in those countries control all finances and they're backed on the U.S. dollar, which is backed on nothing now. Just a faith in the government that it's worth money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when Federal Reserve writes a check, inflates our dollar, deflates the rest of the world, and it fucks everyone. And the only countries that don't have a central bank, Iran, North Korea, Saudi Arabia. Suspiciously, a couple of years ago, I was watching a video, and they said a couple of years ago, Afghanistan didn't have a central bank. Where have we been the past couple of years? Right. Like, is that our way of ultimately controlling the world? If we have control of an entire country's finances and it's backed on our money. Our money that's technically not worth anything anymore. We have ultimate control at that point. And that's scary to think about. And that's something that's even more fucked up because we're a country that's based on democracy. Democracy being where people have a say government and this isn't something that's known knowledge to people a lot of people presenting this idea to them would be something that would be foreign or unheard of yeah they might even call you a liar or question it exactly and to think that is just entirely against democracy it's oxymoronic yeah we don't have a true democracy whether we want to believe that or not i don't even know what our country would be considered anymore (laughs) feel like we need a new word. Yeah. We are so back-ass word. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's based on higher class gain at this point. And if you're not in the higher class, you better be lucky enough to have some sort of talent or something that people want enough to pay mass amounts of money for so that you can be part of the higher class. And once you get there, you're pretty much untouchable. Yeah. And they make it extremely hard for you to reach that level. Like, you have to know how to play the game. The game is rigged for the rich. Right. The average working class American is always going to suffer a little bit more. Yeah, which, honestly, I there's so many things I'd love to own. And I know only money can get me those things. But if I could just get to a point where I had decent things... And doing a job I loved, fuck money. You don't need it to have a happy life. Right. Once once people get past the materialism, that's what it boils down to. I mean, I've always told myself the same thing. If I could get to a point in life where I don't really need to worry about money, if I can just live comfortably and work a job I like, I would be happy with the rest of my life too. And I think that's why... In some way, shape, or form, if we could, I don't even know if this is something that's possible at this point because we're so far gone, but if we can get to some sort of government where the government doesn't necessarily set rules for everybody or have a say in much of anything, but where we all just contribute to a mutual goal of surviving and thriving the best we can. And we like to think that the way we live now is centered towards that. But it's not. No. Everyone's focused on themselves right now. Instead of the greater cause. Self-gain is what drives me pretty much everything now. We're just Even sad. elections. The officials that we are supposed to be putting in power to help push the policies and things that we want. They're all getting pushed and swayed by corporations and companies that have more money than we do. 
and because of the fact that they can profit off of that and make their campaign stronger, have more ads, have better funding and support, all that adds up to a situation where those people get into power. Who are they going to sway towards and who are they going to vote in the House and the Senate and things like that for? In the end, they're going to they're going to vote for the people. They're going to vote in favor of the people that make them more money. Right. Not because they're just looking for that money. Right. Not what the public wants, but what the people that pay them the most want. Because you notice how politics is a touchy subject. But you notice how a lot of these politicians that run, for example, right now, there's a good chance that a lot of them, they make all these promises while they're running. And they back all of these ideas and these groups. And as soon as they're elected, what happens to those ideas? They all go out the window. Yeah, they're using them to get into office. And as soon as they're in office, they have their own political game mm-hmm. that they're trying to achieve. And most of America doesn't even really pay attention to that president after they get elected. And I stand accused for that sort of thing. Honestly, I've never voted, but... Having not voted, I do pay some attention to the polls and how voting's going and all that sort of stuff, who's getting elected. I like to know at least who's up there and doing things. And from what I've observed and from what I've collected from other people, it seems like after they get elected, they kind of lose most attention from a large percentage of people. Unless you're someone that follows politics all the time beyond the point of election you're not really paying attention much of what they do a lot of the policies that they vote on a lot of the things that they do go almost unnoticed by a lot of people unless the news wants to talk something bad they've done of course right and it's all about what the press says everyone sits down and watches the five o'clock news but what on there is really actually important to what you care about and the values you have and what's funny to think is Pay attention, if you've ever looked into this, watch the same exact newscast, like talking about the same exact story, but watch different broadcasts based on the parts of the country. They're different. Yeah. They're talking to a certain group, trying to get that group's support. Yeah. And then that's got to mean... Once in life, when I was going on a road trip with my family uh, from state to state in an RV and picking up local television, it was really weird to suddenly see news from other states completely it was just like whoa the format was different yeah. even and the and content that's was got entirely to different. make you think what on the news is really true and how much do you miss on your end of the communication that other people get yeah like what do californians know that florida people don't i'm sure there's a very very vast difference between what they hear every day yeah and heaven forbid you choose one of the national news networks and those things are a joke. <laughs> You're not going to learn anything important on there. Yeah, that's for sure. I almost wonder if those kind of uh, networks are controlled to some extent by the government, filtered by the government to some extent. I mean, they must be. I, was, I feel like they are. They've got to be to some extent. They have a say in what they're letting us know. Like, I honestly Otherwise, feel they'd like... they be doing stories on the government and things that we don't hear about all the time. Why is the government only hear conspiracy theories on History right. Channel? And not to start a conspiracy theory or make it sound like one, but I honestly feel like 
where you sort of have the illusion of the freedom of speech to an extent. Like you see people trying to test their true freedom of speech and what usually happens to them. There's some form of retaliation. Yeah, because we don't have the true freedom to say whatever pops into our mind. Yeah. There's some sort of retaliation that may be investigating you, that may be looking into you more, that may be pulling you in for questioning at that point. Granted, though, we do have the freedom like we're talking right now, whereas if we were in North Korea or some shit and we're talking like this, we'd probably get locked up. True. Might even just magically disappear. There's just some sort of gray area, it seems like, where you're safe. And then there's some sort of red zone that's somewhere along the line you venture into where things aren't supposed to be said. Right. <laughs> kind of a thin ice that we have discussed. Look at what I've got here. Oh, what's that? Another bowl of the bomb. Yeah, because after this bowl, there's something else that's uh, waiting here. Dun, dun, dun. Gonna take a nice little dab. I mean, air quotes around little. Because <laughs> we always gotta fuck you up. Oh, yeah. If only y'all could see. There's always those memes, and you'll know what I'm talking about. At least most of you in the audience will know what I'm talking about. Scrolling through social you media. You are a meme. <laughs> I could easily turn you into a meme. Yes. I agree. Definitely. <laughs> that just might happen sometimes. I've got one photo right now. You know the one I'm talking about. That would make a pretty nice meme. <laughs> oh, good lord. <clears throat> that would be... That, that that would be one I wouldn't be able to live down. <laughs> It'd be funny, though. I'd yeah. be able to laugh at it. Yeah, you, you get a little laugh out of it, and then you would hate me. <laughs> as soon as it went viral, and everyone's... Like, could you imagine just customers coming into your work and being like, so... <laughs> Are you this guy? <laughs> oh, man. That's like being bad luck Brian. That guy's never going to live down the meme that he was part of. Even as a grown man, now people make memes saying that he's got a blow up and all this other stuff. It's just like, that that, that would be what happens to me for sure. I, I actually was... saw a TED Talk. I can't remember the guy's, what meme he was a part of, but it was that older man with like the bright white hair. He just had that look of like regret on his face. <laughs> and there. Uh, I, I'll have to find the photo and show you. But he was currently, or not currently, <laughs> he was recently on a TED Talk where he was talking about what it's like to become a meme and how he had only taken those photos to be used professionally. And he was saying how he couldn't handle it at first, but now he likes it. He's even got a website where he sells merch. Like, he's taken the name to himself. You just got to rock it at some point, right? can't just uh, be mad at the fact that uh, people could easily make fun of you. Because sometimes it's just funny. People could easily make fun of you. Like, everyone gets made fun of. At some point, someone's going to make fun of you. And you just gotta have thick skin and deal with it. Just remember that you are not out there to please anyone else. That's the main thing to remember. Do by yourself. Do good for yourself. Keep a tight-knit group of friends that actually care about you and your well-being. They're not just yeah. there to be there. Mm -hmm. 
that is very important. Because there's friends. huge differences, as we've both learned, between a friend and a true friend who actually cares about your well-being and wants to see you strive and actually calls, checks on you. <laughs> it almost sounds like a relationship, but... It does, but on some level that's... It's family. Exactly. Exactly. And you check on family, and you want family to succeed and be doing well. Those are the kind of people that you make your best man at your wedding. You, mm -hmm. you make your uh, you make your person that you tell big news first. Like if I was having a kid, you would be one of the first people to know, my friend. Yeah, I better not hear that news yeah. for a while, dude. But you know, I don't know if like I'm ready for a midget version of you running around. That's a lot of stress. Yeah, I mean, or I guess, yeah. oh man. A midget version of her. As far as what my mom's told me, when I was a kid, I was pretty easygoing. And I think that was just the inner stoner laced into me. You could plop me down in front of a TV as a kid, turn on a good cartoon, and leave me there. My mom said she would go take a shower, do her hair, do her makeup, get dressed. And she'd come out hour and a half, two hours later. My ass wouldn't have moved from the <laughs> Just watching spot. your cartoon. Exactly. You're going to plop your kid down and throw on some Scooby-Doo. Exactly. Yeah. And Eddie. Yep. And we were good to go. Have to show them the good cartoons because, good grief, I don't know what they're doing with today's stuff. Ugh, yeah. My go-to was Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorites. Dude, there's a Courage the Cowardly Dog rig that I've been eyeballing for months now, and it is so affordable, and I think I'm going to just have to cop it eventually. Uh, yeah. That's, that's definitely... Got a disc flip in it, and I've always wanted a rig that has a disc flip. <laughs> I want to find, and I don't know if it's going to be something that's easy to find, hit me up at HighlyLifted420 if this is something that you have or can make for me. I need a Rocco's Modern Life themed rig. Oh my god, that would be life. Yeah, but yeah. do you want Rocco himself, or who do you want? What do you want it to be? I think, if anything, I would want it to be a piece that is like, dang, I never thought this would come to me. I, <laughs> guess, I guess I would have a piece that would be shaped like Rocco himself. I would want one of them poses like he has on the title screen where his arms are up and open, and he's got his tail kind of up. I feel like that would be a very nice piece because his feet would kind of, his feet and his tail would plant him pretty well with his, with the fact that he's a kangaroo. Right. And then you could hit off the top of his head and I think that would That'd be, be sick. Yeah. And then have the, have the, uh, banger come out of his back. Out of his back. Yeah. That would be dope. Have him rocking one of his, uh, freaking t-shirts with the pullover. Yes. Exactly. Either that or a piece that has a look-in pendant-type piece inside of it that has the cow and Rocco. That'd be sick. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Dude, I haven't watched Rocco in a good minute now. Oh, yeah. I get on YouTube, and there's a lot of compilations that people put up that are just constant feeds of episodes. See, I'd be using that TV Xeon. <laughs> I used it, man, I was watching the latest episodes of Rick and Morty last night, season four. Oh, yeah. It's getting wild. 
I need to start watching that. I keep forgetting that they're coming out with new episodes. Yeah, man, you gotta get caught up, because it's crazy. I did not know what I was watching. I was so high last night, and I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? I'm not gonna say anything. I don't want to spoil it, but good grief. Oh, yeah? <laughs> they're getting ballsy. I'm definitely gonna have to watch that. Sounds like a good time. Ouch. That one hurt. Hit you in the back, the throat, and the front. <laughs> in the middle, in the lungs. Where's the vape at? I need my menthol. Here, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I was saying, it's a good thing we don't vape the pods anymore. Did you hear what happened? What's that? The FDA banned all flavored pods. Unless it is menthol or tobacco. <laughs> wow. and it's, but they still allow flavored for uh, tank devices. Well, that's good. They start fucking with my flavors, man. I don't think they still will. And I'm sure a lot more people will. And that's and that's another thing, too. In all honesty, dude, it may need them doing that to help me quit. Because I want to quit so bad, but it is hard. Like, it's a habit I like. The flavors are good. It helps my boredom. Yep. <laughs> that's kind of my thing. And the fact that I've been doing it for about three and a half years now maybe four and i haven't really had any major side effects from it i've been doing it for six years really i was 16 yeah i didn't start until i was 17 so maybe i've been doing it longer than i thought shit five years yeah (sighs) an addiction just kind of becomes part of the bag i know Really quickly. Six years, yeah. Forget it's even Good grief. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed no issues from it, though, like you were saying. At least with sticking with the tanks, I can still run just fine. I can exercise. Oh, yeah. Food yeah. doesn't taste bad. Definitely. I mean, I've been, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Smoking weed and vaping both of those things are gonna kill your taste buds that's why you always want to put salt on your fries like no mom that's just because i like my shit i love some salty fries (laughs) that is not just because i uh use a vaporizer no and that play a part partially but i've always been that way (coughs) but yeah i mean even being part of the military once upon a time I used to pass my PT tests with no issue at all. I would do my uh, run without any problems at all. I'd usually have good times. As far as my company goes, I was always finishing within the top five in the entire company, which I don't necessarily consider myself to be a star runner, so, you know. Yeah, but top five, vaping, no issues there. And tisk tisk smoking <clears throat> weed a little bit at the time as well. Oh, mm-hmm. it's okay. I don't think very long from now they'll be able to say anything. That'll be just the same as smoking cigarettes or anything in the military. I don't know. It's, it's gonna get legalized federally. Yeah, even if it gets legalized federally, though, the military follows their own set of rules. I was in the military and receiving talks from sergeants and people that had been in the military for a long time and in high up positions. And the main reason I was talking about a subject like this is because this is how I got out of the military, which is failing drug tests. (laughs) 
mind you, it were on purpose because I figured out through process of watching other people do it that you don't get dishonorable discharge for that sort of thing within the branch that I was in. <laughs> Wait, why were you trying to go for dishonorable? I wasn't going for dishonorable. Oh, you just wanted to get out? I just wanted to get out on somewhat good terms, at least. Because when you go out with dishonorable, that's something that your yeah, employers like, will look at whenever they go bad. to hire you. Yeah, it's just, it's not a good looking thing at all. So I didn't want to walk out on those kind of terms. And I always made sure that I would be clean by the time my drill would come by with the random drug tests that they did. And it was never an issue. And then I started noticing that other people in the company were failing their drug tests, but still coming to drill many months after that. And I started to ask those people when I got to talk to them personally, hey, I don't mean to intrude on your life, but uh, couldn't help but notice that you were in, you know, the squads where people who are fuck ups go and know why you're there. How is it that you're still part of the company? And in talking to them, I learned that you really only get a slap on the hand for the first offense. And then for the second offense, that was kind of a gray area first. It it was like hit and miss on what they would do? Yeah, no one really could tell me, and I hadn't talked to enough people at the time to know. So in that time frame, I decided one month that I really wanted to smoke a lot. And a lot of events led to that. It may or may not have been, you know, the month where 420 happens. So that made things a little bit difficult. It's a good month. Oh, man. Dude, this year it's going to be 420 for an entire month. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Good and then 42020. Ooh, it's going to be good. It'll be the only 42020 we see in our lifetimes, more than likely. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, that month I, I failed the drug test. And that was unintentional for the most part. But at the same time, when I made those decisions to smoke more than I usually did the months that I could pass a drug test safely, I just kind of thought to myself, well, there's no real consequence for the first offense, so let's see what happens. And in that process, I found that they kind of give you a slap on the wrist, put you on a probation per se for a while so that you can't rank up or do anything really special as far as training. And then once you get past that period, you're back to being a normal soldier. So that was not a big deal to me. I, I was going to say, even at that time, you, didn't, you wanted out, you didn't care about promoting. Exactly. I wasn't in the military for any reasons that were important to me anymore. I was trying to get college paid for, and long story short, I didn't get college paid for. Those recruiters kind of promised me college paid for, mainly because they assume that you're going to get FAFSA, or FAFSA, if you pronounce it correctly. Um, <laughs> they, they assume you're going to get assistance from that, at least most people. And Yeah, and that doesn't help a lot of people. A lot of people like me, who have parents who make a good amount of money, but those parents don't necessarily give any of it to you. Yeah, and whenever you go to sign up, like at least with my college, it was expected that your parents were paying like 40% of it. That was how the FAFSA was filling it out. It was like, 
Right. Oh, your parents are going to give you this much of it. Like, no, my parents can't afford to give me that much. Right, right. And my parents weren't going to pay for any of my college. And when it came to a situation where I couldn't pay for the tuition fees that they wanted me to pay for in the time frame that they wanted it, they dropped me from my classes and kicked me out. So having the only reason been to join the army, being to get college paid for, being gone, I was just like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm here anymore. Not getting what I wanted. Yeah, there's no point at that. Yeah, not getting what I wanted, not making any good money off of it because I was only doing monthly trainings. And I decided it was just a waste of my time at that point and a waste of theirs too because I didn't want to rank up. I didn't want to move up anymore. I didn't want more responsibility with that stuff because it didn't feel worth it to me. And uh, had I could could I go back in time? I would have signed up for the military still, but I think I would have gone active instead of uh, reserve type of situation. I think that would have been a little bit better for me, so my life would have been focused, and I would have been making a good amount of money while doing it. But life goes the way it goes. As <laughs> I say, that probably looks pretty good though, like with jobs and stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it has helped me out with a job or two. My current job. They liked it whenever I first applied for them, and uh, I've been back and forth from that job, and they just keep taking me back because I'm experienced at this point, but definitely has been helpful in a couple situations. People, A lot of people view it well. Had I ranked up just one more rank, I really would have been viewed well in uh, sergeant leadership, but I'm a manager already at this point, so I figure leadership is at least under my belt on the resume. I wouldn't really say per se at my job there's leadership. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely roles, but everyone just kind of does their own thing at the same level. No one really bosses each other around. Everybody contributes to a goal. Yeah, we kind of all boss each other around, (laughs) if that makes sense. Except for don't boss around the manager. Don't boss around the boss boss. That's a big no-no. You don't boss around the man who cuts the checks. (laughs) Because <laughs> then he won't cut checks for you anymore. Nobody wants He'll to. find someone else. How you doing over there? Concentrating on not coughing. You can do it. You're not going to cough. You're not going to be bitch long. <laughs> I am known for being a bitch long. Yes, but you're going to hold out. You're going to save bitch longs for the final round. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. I yeah. fucking forgot. I was going to say, you've forgotten about it, haven't you there, bud? Holy shit, people. We still gotta do a dab. Of course. And off of a Puffco Peak, so this ought to be a nice one. As long as we keep it on that white setting, which I know you'll always give me. (laughs) With a nice little uh, attachment from an artist that goes by the name of Rich Brian. On Instagram, you can find him at, at... the real Rich Brian, because if you search for just Rich Brian, you're going to find the rapper. And every time I look at it and think of the name, I think of the rapper Rich Brian. So it makes me laugh. Shout out to him, though. He's got good music. Yes, he does. Not going to lie, I understand why he chose his new name, but the old name was far catchier. Yes. Second that. 100%. I think uh, you're about to go first round on this. Oh, God. How big would you like, sir? Um, 
does it really matter what I would like? Because I know what you're going to pick out to me. Fair enough. <laughs> but just let me know your preferences, and maybe I'll base mine around those. Um, let's, let's go with uh, somewhere between medium to large. Okay. Medium to large. I got you. Yeah. I won't fuck you up too hard. We've been drinking, and you started drinking before smoking, so I do not want to see any vomit coming out. Nah, I don't think that'll be an issue tonight. We've been keeping it pretty even, smoking bowls while I'm drinking, so... It looks like I'm up evenly with that stuff. I really don't get sick. It's only whenever I'm fully drunk and haven't really smoked much, and then I turn around and get real high. That'll make me sick every time. I think the only time I've ever thrown up on alcohol, I'm pretty sure that's what I did. I got really drunk first, and then we started passing around the blunt. Right. I just had to sit down, and next thing I knew, I married the porcelain for the night. Man, it was bad. That's why I don't want to get drunk drunk ever again. Moderately drunk? A little tipsy? Good spot. Feel <laughs> good. Drunk? Lose control. Right. It's easy to get burnt out on that, and... That's something that I don't really understand with a lot of people that I hang out with and talk to. They'll turn around and get drunk night after night. Not just drunk. I mean absolutely shit-faced. And Stumbling around, can't talk, Yeah, and blackout. I, yeah, and I wake up the next morning from that sort of thing. I feel like an absolute pile of dog shit. Yeah, like what? Last time my girlfriend drank heavily when we were kicking it here. She, during that night, asked me multiple times if she was going to die. She was so pissed drunk. I've never seen her that drunk in that state before. And now she's afraid to even touch alcohol. But I know other people, I had a buddy in college, would wake up and the first thing he would reach for is a bottle of Everclear. And he drank it straight from the bottle. How the heck do you do that day after day after day? Right. I almost want to chalk it up to just being smarter than some other people. It's just like at some point you got to realize that it's just not healthy mentally or physically. Right. Like you've got to be in some sort of mind state to just push through the feeling of being hungover and just keep doing it. Well, I guess hair of the dog you just wake up start drinking again you're not hung over you're drunk again never come off the drunk i have never done that sort of thing and it's something that somewhere deep down inside i've wanted to try but with the fact that i work so much and don't have consecutive days off i just don't think it'd be a good idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to go to work hungover i've seen my co-workers do it and it's a nightmare with the amount of weight we have to lift and having to potentially drive the semi if the other two don't want to for the day i can't do that man i can't do that. some days where i can barely drive because i'm just so fucking tired yeah that's something that i finally understand becoming an adult as a kid i used to always see my dad pouring his cup of coffee in the morning and wonder why on earth he needed it and now i understand I have a coffee maker, and I make myself coffee every morning because I fucking need that shit. Same, dude. I've got one of those half coffee, half Keurig, and I love that thing. Because if I need a lot of coffee, I got the pot. If I just need a little little cup to get me going, 
pop a cup in, or a K cup in the. Oh yeah, go buddy. Damn, this fucking mouthpiece hits hard on this fucking. Way better than the original. No offense to Puffco, but American artists do a lot better than Chinese. Shout out to the artist, man. Good hit. That twist design he does. Dude, he does bubble caps like that, too. I kind of want to get one. That would be sick. It just looks so cool. And I like the fact that you can put your finger in the mouth hole and feel the tip of the spiral fart. Just sticking right there as like a splash guard. <coughs> You're going to live over there? Oh, yeah. Just those baby deer lungs kicking in. You say baby deer? Baby deer lungs. <laughs> what the fuck? I've never heard you say that one. What the fuck is baby deer? Well, that's something that I got a long time ago from... (coughs) Not to bring up the same subject again, but the military. Whenever we would uh, be doing push-ups or running, whatever it may be, if you were one of the guys that were falling out of formation or not keeping up with the push-ups or whatever it may be, you would have baby deer, whatever it is. Can't keep up with the pack. Oh, you got baby deer legs, Private? Can't keep up? Come on, Private. You would get roasted for that sort of thing. Doing push-ups, got baby deer arms. Can't breathe. Oh, you got baby deer lungs? You got baby deer lungs, Private? Uh, I love the fact that they couldn't come up with anything better than baby deer. Oh, man. It, that... Either that or they weren't allowed to. No, they came up with better things, and it wasn't that they weren't allowed to. I'll tell you what, they could spout off whatever the fuck they wanted to, for the most part, as long as it wasn't a racial slur or some sort of discriminative. They call people ginger? <laughs> no, they would be discriminatory. Small... Would ginger be discriminatory, I guess, with hair color? Yeah. I guess so. I never really got called Ginger in the military. The most I got made fun of for was my last name. My last name has a certain ring to it, and uh, I must say that the drill sergeants really loved it. Oh, I would have fun with it if I was your drill sergeant. Mm -hmm. Every time I fucked up, there was a catchphrase that came out. (laughs) It's just too easy. Too easy. And that's another catchphrase for drill sergeants. Too easy. It's too easy, drill sergeant. That's what they want to hear from you whenever you do stuff. Give me fifty push. Uh, give me fifty push-ups. Too easy, drill sergeant. Too easy. Yeah, and then they give you even more. I want to be that guy. I'm sorry, drill sergeant. I just can't. I used to have a t-shirt. I used to have a goddamn t-shirt. God, they brainwash you, man. They really do. But I used to have a goddamn t-shirt that said "Too easy" and everything on it, as if I was high on life. Look at me. Things change. Now that's something that is a part of life. A lot of people need to realize it. I think a lot of people are against it, but change is sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. It's inevitable, though. Yes, it is. No, you cannot. It's gonna happen. Whether or not you. What is this, round number two or three on that thing? That's number two. I was trying to let my lungs calm down for a second, so I don't have You probably shouldn't be talking in the middle of your hit. You're going to regret that. <laughs> probably. <coughs> Listen to them little cough. Good grief. I'm going to have to cut so much out. 
or mute your down, you're going to be hurting people's ears. I apologize to my audience. <laughs> I should be the one apologizing. For those of you that are listening, I love to fuck this dude up. Anytime we're session together, whether it be devs, bowls, I'll choose how long he pulls the bowl till it's like milky yellow. If it's a dab, he gets a fat ass dab. I just can't help it because I know he can handle it. And watching the after effects, it's hilarious. Cough like a bitch, recover quick, and move on. <coughs> Usually pass the fuck out. Like, I'm sure not too long <laughs> after. I'm sure not too long after this podcast ends. This boy gonna be laying down <laughs> and taking a little nap. Depends on when I catch you, know, man. Some nights I'll be awake enough. <coughs> Most nights I won't be. Is tonight one of them nights? I don't know. We'll see. I'm off tomorrow, so I don't know. Try and stay. Yeah, but then if you stay up too late, you're gonna waste tomorrow. Waste tomorrow. Yeah, you'll sleep in all day. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I did that today, and man, I did. <laughs> Wake up till like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it sucked. I was like, well shit, I enjoyed all the sleep, I obviously needed it, but most of my Saturday's gone. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see the downside to that. Part of me just wants to fucking sleep all day though. I've gotten to the point with work where I am just exhausted mentally, physically, and the motivation's kind of down. Feel like I just need a refresher where I can just sleep in, relax for most of the day, and just not worry about anything. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Yeah, I need that for a couple days in a row. Exactly, and that's the problem. I don't have consecutive days off. I get Sunday off, and then I turn around and I get what day was it? See, they used to stop one day, and they switched me up. The whole month, the whole last month, because of the holidays, was completely screwed. I lost pretty much most of my days off for the month because, well, I, I shouldn't say most, half my days off. I get two days off a week, and they cut me down to one day off a week for the most part, which pissed me off. I don't think I could stand having my off days constantly changed around. That would make me mad. Yeah. Definitely not happy about it when it was happening, but... Because how are you going to plan for anything? <laughs> Exactly. You can't. You're going to have something scheduled, and then they're going to be like, oh, sorry, we need to switch your day. Dunsky. Dunsky for sure. Oh, yeah, man. You roasted this thing. Yep. That was a good dab, though. Kind of waxes that by the dabbing on tonight. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember what he told me. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, there's been smoking some good unknown. Yeah, there's been days where I will like with the Krish bomb, I literally got in his driveway and wanted to know the name of it. I started trying to Google it and I think I can't remember what I typed in. But I literally had to message him sitting in his driveway and I was like, Hey man, what was the name of that again? It was like Kush what? <laughs> <laughs> I just could not remember. Yeah. At some point, you get to a state where you don't really care if you've got a good dealer. The name yes, doesn't you, matter. Yeah, you, know, you just know it's good quality. <laughs> I just like to sometimes know the strain if they know it, so I can look more into the strain. Mm-hmm. I don't always trust the online review. Yeah, a lot of times what you're actually smoking can vary, though. 
Because it could be Blue Dream, but is it Blue Dream grown by the breeders that it's saying the reviews were grown by? Mm-hmm. Or is it from some other breeder? Whoever. A home breeder. It can make a lot of difference. I'm going to almost drop this little dab off. If it would have fallen on the floor under the carpet, it would have disappeared. Yeah, it would have been tragic. It would have blended right in. That would have sucked. Time for my dab. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Because I'm pretty fucked up, man. I must say, since my dad, it's been getting hard to keep my eyes open. Not because I want to fall asleep, but just because they don't want to stay open. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're going so squinty-eyed right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we were out in public, people would be for sure aware something's up. I don't know how you're able to see at the moment. For the most part, I'm not worried about what I see. <laughs> I'm sitting in a sample position. You're going with the go. flow. Oh, yeah. Just cause. There you go. See, I'm no bitch for coughing. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Just gotta stick up for myself a little bit. I just gotta make sure I cough less than you. And then I don't look like as big of a bitch. Yeah, that's easily achievable. Oh, man. I think I need some water before I go for round two. <laughs> Whew. My throat is hurting. Getting a little cotton mouth kicking in, too. Mm hmm. Little combo of everything. No. No. I don't want cotton. Cotton all sucks. Because then it's hard to swallow. <laughs> yeah, every time. And you feel like you're swallowing your tongue if you try to. Mm-hmm. Or heaven forbid with this stupid weather. You'll just get mucus stuck in your throat. A little bigger than I intended, honestly. <laughs> How did it compare to the size of mine? Oh, yours was way bigger. <laughs> way bigger. Much appreciated, man. Court. And we're over here talking shit about who you're gonna call less than me. Well, of course. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the fact of how much you call. You weren't getting bigger clouds or anything like that. Right. The whole purpose wasn't to fuck you up more than me. <laughs> sure. Told you pretty soon you're gonna be laying down taking a turp nap. <laughs> well, at this point. Wouldn't be a bad thing. I don't even know what time it is. Um, it is one ten. One ten. Yeah. Pulling a late night. Yes, we are. But for some reason, I am wide awake. Yeah. Same here. I don't think this dab has completely hit me just yet. Yeah. Even when it does hit me, it's uh not necessarily making me tired. It's just. <laughs> yeah, dude. Same. Your eyes are shut, basically. Yeah. It just does <laughs> little slits. Your little eyeball looking through. How you doing over there? Besides your eyes. Oh, pretty good. <coughs> Getting to the end of this beer here. Trying to make sure I finish it before it's uh, too terrible. Well, why don't you uh, chug it? Ooh. You can do it. Let's see it. Go. How many shots of vodka do I have? I don't... Like four or five. Something like that. I don't know how many you had before I got here. <laughs> I had like three or four. I don't remember. No, it had to have been three because that'll really mix me up. Okay, yeah, yeah, I had three. Let's see you finish off that beer. That'll be a good way to kick off this first episode. Yeah, yeah. By watching you chug a beer and letting everyone listen to the beer belt. Did you finish that part of the dab already? I did. 
I didn't forget about it. I got her. I never let one sit unless it dies on me. I did that yesterday. Right in the middle of a dead man. Got one round. Alright, go, 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 go. Don't spill it on yourself. God, I wish you guys could see this. He's just drooling down himself. <laughs> Making a mess everywhere for the second time with this oh, one you know, beer. You get this fucked up and you're just having a good time. <laughs> you don't even care if you spill it on yourself. A little bit of dribbling, it's alright. It'll wash off. And that is the end of that beer. Alright, man. This dab is taking that. I, t- I know what you mean by the eyes. My eyes are drooping down. <laughs> <laughs> I can't control it. I try to open. I try to open them wide up, and it just starts falling back down. Unknown mystery strain targets the eyes hardcore. Yes, it does. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for this first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If anyone's still around, I hopefully you will subscribe, and more episodes will come soon. Um, <laughs> we are fucked up. I think it's time for bed. I'm not gonna lie. I gotta get home first. <laughs> I can't be sleeping while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. No sleeping and driving. Gotta jam that music, crack the windows for that cold air, and stay awake. Oh yeah. Alright guys, well, I'm Toasty Ghost. I'm definitely toasty at this point. Nice and cross-faded. Highly lifted 420. Definitely. <laughs> at least on the same level, if not higher. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you later, guys. See you.